Hey everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News update and betting update. Get on the grid, everybody. Crazy stuff developing over the last few minutes. Antonio Brown experiment, New England. It's over after just one game. Unreal. The New England Patriots have just released the receiver days after signing him. Bill Belichick said the organization was looking deep into Brown's issues. I guess they found something or simply more trouble than what he's worth at the constant drama. So he gone. Brown was due a $5 million signing bonus on Monday. It's unclear if they're going to attempt to either not pay him or try to recoup some of that money. Citing a behavioral clause in the contract could void all his guarantees. He signed a one-year deal up to $15 million September 10th. AB was hit with a lawsuit September 10th, one day after signing that deal that accused him of raping his former personal trainer. Now, more troubling allegations popped up. Late Thursday, a woman told Sports Illustrated that Brown was sending her intimidating text messages earlier in the week. SI published a story in which she alleges Brown made an unwanted sexual advance toward her in 2017 while she was contracted to paint a mural in his home. He had four catches for 56 yards and a touchdown in his Patriots debut and career. Wow, more uh, this crazy saga later on. Unbelievable. When we thought this happened, it's totally confirmed now. Carolina coach Ron Rivera has officially ruled out Cam Newton for this week's game versus the Arizona Cardinals. A 30-year-old hasn't healed from that midfoot sprain he suffered in the preseason. He aggravated it versus Tampa last Thursday. So Kyle Allen, the 23-year-old undrafted guy, gets a start. Two touchdown passes in uh, a win versus the Saints in Week 17 last year. Jalen Ramsey appears content on leaving Jacksonville, but ownership may entice him to stick around. Uh, Jags owner Shad Khan would be willing to make Ramsey the highest-paid corner in the NFL as soon as possible. This according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Ramsey said earlier in the day he would ask for, quote-unquote, an ungodly amount of money to sign, re-sign with the club. Jacksonville reportedly still has an asking price of two first-round draft picks for the two all-time pro if he was dealt. The Kansas City Chiefs favored on the betting board for Ramsey. They sit at 5-2 to two. New England in the two-hole at 5-1 to one, and Oakland at 6-1. to one to land Ramsey. KC coach Andy Reid has ruled out running back Damian Williams and left tackle Eric Fisher for this Sunday's week three game against the Baltimore Ravens. Williams hurt his knee last week versus Oakland while Fisher needs to undergo core muscle surgery. Reid said uh, some good news. LaShawn McCoy, he looked great in practice today. Tony Romo says he'll skip his NFL broadcast in the very unlikely chance he makes the cut at the PGA Safeway Open next week. He's playing. That game is uh, Sunday September 29th, mini versus Chicago. So if he makes the cut, uh, he won't be there. MLB live action. Great one going on. Big series between the Cubs and Cards. St. Louis up 2-1 to one in the bottom of the seven. Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman will not pitch another MLB game in either the 2019 regular season or postseason. He was placed on leave under the MLB slash MLBPA domestic violence policy. He's currently under investigation for allegedly slapping his girlfriend. In the NBA, the Board of Governors have voted to approve stricter measures to combat tampering and salary circumvention uh, beginning as early as next year. This from Commissioner Adam Silver today. The vote was unanimous, opening up the door for stricter punishment for violators, including suspending executives, forfeiting draft picks, and voiding contracts. There also is going to be some random audits and uh, increasing the max fine going from 5 to $10 million if you're guilty of tampering. Three-pack in college football tonight, 8 o'clock, FIU and Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, 8, 51 and a half is your total. We got a pair of games at 9, number 10, the Utah Utes, two Utes, minus 3 and a half at USC total, 51 and a half Air Force at number 20, Boise State, the Broncos, minus 7 and a half, 55, doubleheader in the CFL tonight as well. First up at 7, Calgary and Toronto Stamps, minus 7, 52 and a half, Bagleton and Singleton out for Calgary, 9.30 start. Hamilton at Edmonton, the Ticats are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. 
total 45 and a half. Logan Kilgore gets the start at Edmonton. Trevor Harris is hurt. European Tour BMW Championship. Spain's John Rahm and England's Danny Willett now share the lead at minus 11 after 36 holes in the PGA Tour at the Sanderson Farms in Jackson, Mississippi. Ben On went low today. He's the clubhouse leader at minus 12 right now. NHL news, blue liner Dan Girardi has called it quits. He's retiring after 13 solids in the na- seasons in the National Hockey League. 14 more games on the MLB Diamond tonight. Me and Gabe will go through our favorite games. It's tough baseball this time of the season. We'll go through the betting lines, maybe give you a couple picks. We'll talk about that in the 6 o'clock hour. Morency has moved. He's now in the studio. It's Friday, and it's hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio. We're going to talk to our buddy, Babano. We'll talk a little CFL, NFL, football, football galore. It's Football Friday here on Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Game time time decisions. decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage has begun. I'm Marenzi. We're throwing it down to Studio 34 on this uh, Friday afternoon slash uh, evening. The Rage Redhead Cam Stewart uh, with us. Babano. We'll step up and in. Uh, we'll hit uh, the College of Football uh, card uh, that's upon us uh, this evening. We've got three games on the board. Uh, we'll talk uh, Saturday's College of Football. We'll jump in to the NFL. Uh, there was uh, breaking news uh, from about half hour ago uh, or yeah. so. Antonio Brown has been released uh, by uh, the New England uh, Patriots. As the Patriots have uh, found some uh, morals and ethics, uh, evidently, over the last uh, 24 hours <laughs> Or more so, uh, they found out uh, that Antonio Brown, for one reason or another, would thought it would be a good idea to uh, to send uh, threatening text messages um, to to the woman who was meeting with Roger Goodell. Yet he sent more text messages, Cam, on Monday. Yep. Like as she's meeting, Correct. he's sending pictures of her kids and all kinds of twisted type of stuff. We knew that, you know, he had mental issues, so to speak, but Correct. he really does. I think, you know, not to make light of it, but after that Vontaze Perfect hit, he really hasn't been the same. And I'm not making excuses for the guy because the guy's a jerk off, nope. uh, but he's also he not well. He's like chemically imbalanced. Like you can tell he's all over the place. Like nobody with this much to lose, Cam, would act as erratically as him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Aaron Hernandez exactly was conniving. Like, Aaron Hernandez tried to cover up a murder, and he didn't just fall apart and start texting people, right? He played it cool yeah. and, like, showed up for practice. Like, A.B. can't control cool. himself, Cam. Like, he's out of control. No, he's not just out of control. It's crazy. So, you're telling me, Gabe, so where there's smoke, there's fire. First, you're sending the chick more messages, text messages. Yeah, I know. Like, unbelievable stuff. You can't even hold off while she's meeting. And then the lady who's doing a mural in your house, you're hitting on her too. You talked about the fish head story, this, that. It, it's all over the place, man. It's not just one incident. It's multiple incidents. And he he can't help himself. It's absolutely insane. Good point about Hernandez. He was just cold-blooded. That guy was just cold as ice and uh, would kill people without a problem. Antonio Brown gave yeah, us like the Yeah, like Hernandez wasn't about- batshit crazy. He, he was just a no, gangbanger. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was yes. just some. Yes. He, was just like, a, yes. he, he grew Correct. up in gangs. Just because he got rich, it didn't change him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it oh, wasn't, yeah, yeah, oh, I have $40 million. Dollars. No, no, he saw it as, you disrespect me, I'm going to shoot you in the face. 
Not that exactly. I better not shoot him in the face. I have $40 million. <laughs> like, even yeah. me, Cam, like I have these impulses and stuff. And even me, I think, yeah, you, you can't do that, right? You know, there's certain things. Yeah. Like, if Antonio Brown, like, as you're sending messages, like, doesn't it cross your mind that these text messages will live forever? And if I ever really piss her off, she's going to show this to ESPN? Like, he's exactly. just he's stupid. Thing? He's just stupid. That's yeah, all we can is. say. He's a stupid, and- stupid person. I have to believe he's guilty. He thanked the Patriots. One game, like, usually you'd go, F you, Patriots. So there's this no more to this story, Gabe. Yeah. How long till he signs for the Cleveland Browns? Game time decisions <laughs> continues. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. I'm Marenzi. We're throwing it down to Studio 34 on this uh, Friday night. We appreciate uh, you joining us, whatever platform you are joining us on. Uh, we've got a lot of football uh, to talk, and uh, not about A.B., who cares? And um, with A.B.'s departure uh, from the New England Patriots, the New England Patriots go from being Super Bowl favorites to... Super Bowl favorites. Super Bowl favorites. Uh, as uh, Andy Ben White. Even better now. <laughs> hey, you can't do anything stupid to ruin it, right? Imagine like the week of the Super Bowl during the press, like some allegation. Oh, Antonio Brown went out and hooked up with yeah. some other chick and she didn't want it. Like it's just Bill Belichick and the Patriots. That was a great intro by you, Gabe. Yeah, they found a conscience in the last 48 hours. Well, I can tell you one thing. They must have found something or they just basically had a meeting and say, hey, there's a story with this guy every day. It just doesn't matter. You know, he's more problem than what he's worth. We can't deal with this stuff. See ya. He'll be somebody else's problem. We got enough talent. I was kind of surprised when they picked him up anyway. Like, you know, Gabe, with all the uh, the pieces that they have and everything's cool. I think TB had something to do with it because they're even hanging out. Like Tom Brady wanted to welcome him with open arms. But after a while, the organization just has to say they beat it. Man, we can't deal with this drama every day. Well, one thing I can tell you, I don't know if it, they'll feel differently right now, but uh, both the Cleveland Browns and the Seattle Seahawks were the teams that tried to get him, but he chose the Patriots. He went, oh. the, he went the Patriots route. So yeah. Seattle did go down this route last week. I don't know if they feel differently now. And Cleveland did as well, which is just insane that you would that want to insane. take Antonio Brown and drop him on the field with Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. But... The Browns seem to uh, be going for the sizzle more so than the stake. And you know Antonio Brown would jump at that opportunity because they played the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, twice. And Good we call. know that Ken Dorsey doesn't give a crap. He's the one that drafted Tyreek Hill. He's the one that drafted Kareem Hunt and then re-signed yep. Kareem Hunt and just brought him in. Dorsey's shown Correct. in the past that he doesn't really care about what you do off the field. So... I don't think the, the, the story about A.B. is completely over yet, but I think it's pretty flammable, and I don't really know if he'll play this year. I'm not going to say he's never going to play another down again. It's the NFL. You can't forget that. But the fact that he sent messages this week, that was the thing yeah. with the Patriots. They were like, he's doing this now when he's a Patriot. He clearly doesn't get it. He's not forgiving. Yeah. He's not remorseful. So, you know, they decided to move on. But 
Uh, screw him. We've got games to break down. Babano steps up and in. Babano. What's up, Babano? Uh, John Dorsey's one of those guys. He's more interested in wearing sweatshirts and so- shorts in the uh, headquarters than uh, signing reputable human beings to his football team. But that's another story. Well, you know, most, a lot of general managers really are pretty unscrupulous in a National Football League. Let's be real. True. Yeah. Yet, he takes it to a new level where it just really doesn't seem to bother him. Um, similar to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah, where he basically, you know, created that team uh, for the most part. I think there are some teams that have some ethics, uh, but, yeah, the Browns aren't one of them. So, and, you know, listen, they're desperate, right? The Browns have never been to a Super Bowl before. They'll figure they'll do whatever it takes to get there. You look at Andy Reid as well and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs haven't been to a Super Bowl since, like, Super Bowl freaking two or whatever the hell it is. Um, so, they're desperate. Andy Reid's been in the league 19, 20 years. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. So, suddenly, you know what? Morals don't count as much uh, if you've got a chance of winning uh, suddenly. But, nevertheless, let's get into tonight's college football board. Now, we'll get back to the NFL. What do you think of the three games uh, tonight, uh, Babano? Well, tonight, I think Air Force and Boise State's a really, really good game in the Mountain West. I mean, I'm looking at Air Force as a dark horse contender in this conference. Like, I I was impressed with their performance against Colorado, and not just because, you know, I had Air Force last week, but I I thought that was dominance. You know, you look at the box score, uh, they outgained the Buffaloes by over 100 yards. They controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides. Yeah, I know in the fourth quarter, Colorado came back to tie the game, and they uh, lost in overtime to Buffaloes, but... Air Force was in control of that game. They've been absolute money in the bank in the underdog role under Calhoun. I think 18-8-1 against the spread. Last one, seven 7 is a dog. Uh, and now they go to Boise State here, and we've I've talked about this before. It seems like we get Boise State to talk about a lot of Friday nights, Gabe, you, me, and Cam. But Boise State is home favorites. They're not good. They're 16-36, and 36, last 52, ATS at home. They've been burning money hand over fist, laying points at home on the blue turf. It's not the home field edge it was 10 years ago. I mean, they didn't cover against Marshall uh, a couple of weeks ago when they were at home laying points. Air Force is just one of those teams. They're going to possess the ball. They're going to melt the clock. uh, Just keep that Boise State offense off the field. uh, And I think it's a recipe for success. Okay, they're going on the road for a second week. It's a little bit of a concern. Uh, but I think Air Force is going to be able to do some things offensively. And on their own defense, the secondary has always been an issue for Air Force. They've never been able to cover quality passing attacks. I thought they did a good job against Steven Montez last week in that Colorado passing game. I've seen big improvement in the Air Force secondary. I think they keep this one closer within a single score. I got plus eight, but even at plus seven, I like Air Force. Of course, Babano. I've never heard you have a bad number, Babano. I'm surprised you don't have plus 11. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to throw Dang, that in. Come like, on now, never. come on now, Gabe. There no, no. was never a plus yeah. eleven that's, that's, in this game. That's your stick, though. Every game, like I bet you, the rest of your picks. I got it at forty-one, but now it's forty-five. But every I got a live screen running in the background I when I'm Utah. when I'm doing my work throughout the week, and I see the number moving, I got to jump on it. Yeah, like I don't want to get saddled with a crap number. Yeah, yeah, but nobody yeah. cares you're about a, your number, It's general general number. But I'm just saying, you're like Cohen, like. Well, you know, I got it at this, and you know, like never once do you not. You can't you are just right. say Biggie was someone you, that no, said no, that a lot. No, no, don't deflect right. it. You can't just say the point spread of a game. You know what I mean? Like no one really cares what you you got. I'm just being honest. Nobody cares what you got at Babano. Like I know you want to sound sharp and try. I got it at this, and now it's this. But you do it every game. 
Like, if the number's the number, people are tuning in to hear the pick, not what you got it at, right? I just noticed. Uh, I knew. I, be honest, I knew it was coming. I'm not. I'm not trying to be hard on him. I knew it was I do, coming. I though. do it too. I, I do knew it, it was coming. I do it sometimes. No, but every game he does it. Every game. I, I buy early. I, I buy, can't yeah, say yeah, that about Utah USC because the number hasn't moved an inch. So <laughs> that, that one we can't say anything. <laughs> Babano, what about the the first game on the docket? Uh, I'm actually. Yeah, I, I was on Air Force last week too, buddy. And uh, if not for like, and the mistakes that they made, like Colorado went up early in that game. You're right. They absolutely dominated these guys. And uh, the Buffaloes are a pretty decent team, but let's talk Florida International, Louisiana Tech. These aren't uh, your same uh, father's uh, Bulldogs. The program's still decent, but not as good as it used to be. FIU, remember the first week they got absolutely smoked by Tulane. Uh, interesting though, they're getting seven points in this game. And I'm uh, looking at the total at 51 and a half. Louisiana Tech used to score, but uh, a lot of things have changed with these two clubs. Yeah, Cam, this is a tricky game. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I I don't know what to make of FIU because they were absolutely bombed by Tulane in their first game. They lost to Western Kentucky, and they didn't look good in that game, but that was the game James Morgan, their quarterback, got hurt, Uh, and they were pretty much lost offensively for the rest of that game. Uh, He's back tonight, and that's why you've seen some FIU money come in. I just don't know how good this team is. And unfortunately, I think Louisiana Tech probably will win the game, but I'm not comfortable laying a touchdown with them. I mean, Skip Holtz, long-term, good underdog, not so good a favorite. I think Louisiana Tech wins the game, but I'm not comfortable laying seven, so I'm passing on it. And, uh, yeah, USC and Utah, uh, that's going to be a great game. That's the game of the night. Uh, I agree. Utah Utes were picked to win uh, the Pac-12 by the Pac-12 media at uh, Media Day. I'm not so sure. I'm not ready to anoint them uh, the best team uh, in in the conference. I like to see. I'm going to look it up now. How many times in a row they've lost in Los Angeles? They don't win there very often. I'll put it that way. USC kind of coughed the game up last week. I, I got to give credit though, guys, to BYU. BYU are a better football team oh. than I gave them credit for this yep. year. They, they're, they're grinding. Yeah, they are. They have got. They got a ton of they're heart. Grinding hard. They, they can don't throw the football. That quarterback is good. You know, they're, they're, they're a tough team. They're, they're battling their way through a very tough schedule. So I'm not really going to hold that against USC. That, oh, you know what? You lost at BYU. That was a freaking, like, hostile, crazy environment last week. Uh, the turnovers were a problem, but LA's a tough place to play. And the Trojans sort of have some enthusiasm around the program again right now. It's still early in the season. The kids are going to be there tonight. We're talking, like, 94,000 strong. USC are just better at home. I think the total is way too low in this game, but we'll hit it on the other side. Game time decisions. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. I am Marenzi. We're in Studio 34. Papano uh, joining us uh, right now. All right, uh, so we got three college football games on uh, on tap uh, tonight. A couple of interesting uh, ones tomorrow. The big, the three big games uh, tomorrow. We've got uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan and Wisconsin, Georgia, Notre Dame, and uh, Oklahoma State and Texas should be a fun game. Uh, tomorrow night. 
I like the over in that game. I like the over in the Texas game. Texas scored 38 points on LSU. What do you think they're going to score on uh, Oklahoma State? They're going to get into the high 40s, maybe the uh, the 50s. 50s. And, uh, well, you know, maybe low 50s, high 40s, maybe. whatever. But the game's going to go over the number. Yep. Uh, but as far as tonight's game, and I brought it up as we were going uh, on the out there, yeah, 53 points is just a little low, guys, for this Utah-USC game. USC's defense isn't great. Utah's offense is uh, is better. We've seen the Utah Utes uh, put some points up on the board. Um, USC's offense um, can can move the ball down the field as well. They've got great skill position players, and now uh, suddenly Slovis is able to get them the football. I think there's points uh, on the board here. Uh, Utah have scored 30 or more in all three games, 30, 35, and 31 uh, against BYU, Northern Illinois, and then Idaho State was a walk in the park. But, you know, Utah is going to get into the high 20s, the mid-20s here. I think USC are going to pull this off tonight, uh, but I do like the over. It's too low, guys, at 53. I'll start with you, Cam. It's too low at 53. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. I, som- I Sometimes when these books uh, post these lines, it's due to reputation, but a lot of these schools have changed, right? It's kind of like what we talk about with, with certain teams. Like, I remember when Louisiana Tech, they used to play games, Gabe, their totals would go like, like they'd win 55 to 42 and stuff like that. It's a little bit different, but I, I'm with you. I agree. I think US, USC at home will be able to put some points up on Utah, and uh, they should be able to do the same. I usually, I, I sometimes I like unders, Gabe, but you're right. I think this game, they could exchange points. It could be a real wild one. Uh, I don't know who to take what side. I want to take Utah, like to, to you know. I think they can go in there and get it done. But that's a tough place to get a win. Hey, Babana, where where are you at right now? Who the hell's talking? <laughs> where are you? Uh, where are my, you, Babano? Uh, local, radio I'm at my uh, craft brewery in uh, West Hamilton on a beautiful day. Wow. Cam can attest to this. It's 75 degrees. I got to get out and enjoy the the, the fresh yeah. the, the last yeah. chance we might get of nice weather. You really are an alcoholic, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I am, exactly. You know what? I'm what going it? to take Utah. So it's like 530. All right, go yeah. on the battle. No, I'm going to take Utah in this game tonight. I mean, I understand the sentiment at USC at home, and I know Utah's had a miserable time winning in, at uh, uh, the Coliseum there. Uh, but I'm going to trust the better defense. I'm going to trust the more experienced quarterback. I'm going to trust the much better head football coach and Kyle Whittingham over Clay Kelton uh, in this matchup. And you look at USC in terms of, their track record is underdogs. This is a clear indication they can't step up in class and beat good teams. They can't. They're one and eleven straight up. Two and that one and twelve straight up. Two and eleven against the spread. Their last thirteen is an underdog. That's a brutal track record. That's not one I have any interest in. Uh, Utah's the better of these squads. USC got a little fortunate last week. Uh, beating BYU in overtime. I, I think their offense is decent with Slovis, and, and I do like that total. Uh, I would lean over the total because Graham Harrell, the new OC, they're playing a little more up-tempo, uh, throwing the football around a lot more. Uh, and I think the odds makers have been slow to adjust to it with the USC totals. They've been bashing a couple uh, overs the last few weeks, but uh, I'm against you with the side. I like Utah, minus 3.5. I, I wouldn't talk you out of the over, though. It's a pretty low number given USC's really trying to open this thing up offensively and go at a faster uh, tempo well, offensively. Well, you mentioned it. We said, yeah, Utah struggle in Los Angeles, as in, how about this, Cam? You want history? They've yeah. never won in the Los Angeles uh, Coliseum before. They've never wow. won. The last time the Utah Utes beat USC in Los Angeles was 103 years ago. 
<laughs> Not even 40. You're going 103? You give me 100. <laughs> that's the Maretzi database. <laughs> A hundred and three years 103. ago. Mark Lawrence's database doesn't even go back that no, far. No, Lorenzi's does. Oh. I go, well, this goes all the way back. <laughs> 1916. All right, that's the last time a Utah Utes won in Los Angeles. Utes. Yet, that was- we should note, they haven't. <laughs> a youth. Things are different. The best yeah, I was going to say, listen. Alcoholic, Babano. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I can't get a- I still, I'm still laughing. Wow, Babano, you're a real alcoholic. Yeah, you like how dryly, I, I thought you would laugh, Ken. It was not, it was like it just dryly came I out. I'm like, wow, it. you really are oh, an alcoholic. No, I, no. <laughs> I was, I was howling. Like, I, okay, but I, one shouldn't talk. I, I, it's I, here's one thing I don't like to brag. Oh, no, Babano, I think drinks, Babano drinks more frequently. Like he seems like a real mover and shaker in the community. But when I drink and you drink, like I sit down, it's a process. Like. I could polish yeah, yeah, up, but Bano's just having vodka, a couple. Whatever. But, yeah, exactly. But Bano knows social drinking. You and I are being asked to leave. It takes me 45 minutes to get through one pint. So, yeah, I, I take my time with yeah. it. Yeah, all right. So I was going to say, I though. Sure do. So it sounds dramatic. I don't know if you can turn the levels up, uh, Yang. Either I'm going deaf or uh, if you could turn the crap up, but uh, thanks. Uh, sound, you sound good to me. No, no delay sound today. good. I, I like to be louder. And I've got everything on 10. Uh, I'm this close okay. to putting the headphones on, but yeah, like I said, we can, but whatever. I, I am going, you know, I do have uh, hearing issues. Thank hearing problems. All right, so yeah, that's better, battle. actually. So you shouldn't have started at that level, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, that's all good, yeah, and keep up the good work. Um, USC, 8-1 and one in Los Angeles. Thing is, though, Utah and, and USC never really played that much before. They weren't in the same conference. Yeah, and, right? and Utah's way better now in the last few years, too, right? Those old yeah, Utah teams probably suck. They've been good for the past decade. When they won that bowl game against Alabama from Urban Meyer, they've been, from that point, the Utah Utes program game has excelled. So, yeah, yeah you're right. They don't play each other enough. So, I agree right. with that. Before we get to the NFL... Uh, what about uh, any other college games tomorrow? I've mentioned Michigan, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Any of those games you like? I like Louisville as a dog against Florida State. I don't know how you can trust them laying a touchdown right now. No defense. They're 0-2-1 against the spread. They haven't covered the twice, two times they've been favorites against Boise and uh, uh, UL Monroe. Uh, Louisville, 3-0 and against the spread. Satterfield was a great hire. You're already seeing the energies there, the enthusiasms there. That might be all that's needed to stay inside a touchdown against this Civ defense of Florida State. So I like Louisville. Gabe, you're a Michigan guy. I'm going to give your Wolverines a chance tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to take them plus three and a half. The Michigan-Wisconsin college football game of the year line in the early spring was Michigan minus seven at Wisconsin in this game. Now we've got Michigan plus three and a half because Michigan's looked a little shaky against MTSU and Army, and Wisconsin's blown South Florida and Central Michigan off the map in a one ten to nothing shellacking in those two games. But South Florida stinks as far as I'm concerned. Charlie Strong has lost that program. They just lost to Georgia Tech the week after they lost to Florida uh, to Wisconsin, and Georgia Tech's totally rebuilding this year. So that's Georgia not a Tech great win. Should have lost to the Citadel, Gabe. The Citadel almost That's beat That's exactly right. And South Florida lost to Georgia Tech. So how good's that win if yes. you're Wisconsin? And then you, you, okay, you beat up on Central Michigan, but new coaching staff in McIlwain, new schemes on both sides of the ball, and you're outmanning them in the trenches. Okay. Michigan, 
I keep waiting for this up-tempo offense, Gaddis, the OC, and Harbaugh, Tomo. we're going to open things up. I have not seen it in two games against MPSU and Arby. I'm thinking maybe they're holding some back for this game against Wisconsin. Maybe now they're going to open it up. Patterson wasn't 100% healthy the first two games. He's nursing a minor injury. They say the bye weeks helped him. He should be as close to healthy as he's been all season. I think it's just a huge jump in the number from the game of the year line to now based on two games when I'm not convinced Wisconsin beat anybody good. Uh, in those two games. So help me God if Harbaugh and Michigan spit the bit on the road in a big game, which they've done multiple times, that might be it for me trying to back this team. But I'm going to give them a chance tomorrow. All right, Babano, Babano yeah, with us. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Babano. Uh, before this segment wraps up, we got about a minute or two, about two minutes, I think, and then we'll take a quick break. We'll hit the NFL on the other side. But people are asking about the CFL tonight. Calgary Stampeders yes. are minus six and a half at the Argonauts. Total is 53. And uh, your Hamilton Tiger Cats, minus two on the road at Edmonton. Do you like anything in the CFL tonight? Yeah, this tells me I'm totally unbiased when it comes to betting in the CFL. I hate the Argos with a passion, but I took them plus seven uh, tonight against Calgary. Because you look at this Calgary team laying points, they're one and six. Plus nine. (laughs) No, not plus nine. Plus seven. seven. We didn't get more than that. But uh, yeah, one and six against the spread Calgary as favorites this year. You know, they're off three big games in a row. They played Edmonton twice in a row. They were so fortunate to beat Hamilton. Hamilton did everything to lose that game. How on earth do you get a field goal blocked that when you have a chance to win that game is mind-boggling, and that's what happened to my Ticats last week in Calgary. Uh, but Calgary didn't cover. They were laying a touchdown against Hamilton. They only won by a point. They've not been good laying big points, and Toronto's not a good football team, but they're off a bye. They're on they're fire right now. Bethel Toronto Thompson's figured it played out. Better. Yeah, Cam, they've been more competitive. Uh, you know, and Calgary's not been good laying points, and you're off playing Edmonton twice and Hamilton, the best record. I think Toronto, it could be a trap spot for Calgary tonight. And Gabe, Bagleton's out for Calgary. Very important piece. And Singleton, they're one of their best defensive players. Two big injuries for Calgary tonight. I, I, I lead uh, with the good ship Argo, too, plus seven. Yeah, you got to roll the dice with the Argos. Big time, yeah. I, I, I think it's a good spot for them. Calgary's missing some key components tonight. I worry about Bo Levi Mitchell, and Calgary has a history of destroying them. Remember yes, the they game do. we went to with with Babano and Clam Chowder, where uh, Ricky Ray almost got killed that game. That was our that's our luck, right? But uh, I think uh, tonight I'll, I'll take the touchdown. Here's Devil's Advocate, though, Cam, about the first game this year, Calgary and Toronto in Calgary. Calgary won that game by ten. Bethel Thompson threw four interceptions. And they were driving in Calgary territory every time he threw an interception. If he cleans that up, Calgary, Toronto's right in that game and covers and has a chance to win. So they showed they could maybe battle with this team. Yeah, I think uh, I like it. Uh, I thought you were going to say you were going to prove you're not a homer and pick the Edmonton Eskimos to beat the Ticats. Without (laughs) Trevor Harris, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll hit the NFL on the other side. Game time decision continues. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. (laughs) Keep it real right here. Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. Game time decision continues. I'm Renzi. Raging Redhead Cam Stewart uh, with us as is uh, Paul Pano. 
Uh, Babano taking Babano. time out of his uh, busy, leisurely life. He lived, Babano lives the life of a retired senior. He goes I, to I, CFL I football NBA. games. He hangs around <laughs> with his buddies at the local tavern or pub. Has a couple of beers. Very true. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Calls it a night early. Um, what time? Let me guess. I figure you... You do watch sports, but... Take that back. I stay up till 2 in the morning. I don't, I'm don't. i no early bird when it comes to falling asleep. Yeah, you're up to 2? Yeah. I can't go to bed unless I know these West Coast games, what their <laughs> final scores are. I want to see them play out. I want to see the men. So, yeah. What time, what time do you wake up? Owl. What time do you wake up? Uh, what time you wake I, sl- up? I wake up around 9, 9.30 uh, most days, yeah. Uh, so I sleep in a little. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not, not, yeah, it's not yeah, bumish yeah. or anything like that. You're not a bum. <laughs> yeah, seven hours of sleep. If you don't think seven hours of sleep's enough, I don't know what you're what to tell you. Seven hours—that's like a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot seven, of sleep. Yeah, that's a lot of sleep. That's like that's honestly that's like two nights for me. But I'm not saying it's a good idea. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, so uh, Babano loves his soup, and uh, he goes to the soup fest every year. When's the soup fest? Got to be coming up soon, right? We haven't talked about oh, it. Oh, that's while. like March. Usually that's February or March, but uh, it'll be coming. Uh, but, Knowing the way the world yeah. works and time flying by, it'll be here before you know it. How about this? I thought of I'm you, you Kev. Yeah, I thought it'd be more in the fall, like yeah, a pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Spice. Now's the time to eat some soup around, around Halloween, is. October. It's not. It's yeah. exactly Morenzi, and it's not too hot. You don't sweat when you're eating the soup. Fall's perfect for a soup fest. I'm yeah, with who you. Who wants to eat soup? Bad timing. I don't want to eat soup in April. I want to eat soup in like October. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Leaves are yes. falling. You got a sweater on. You have your soup. Yeah. Oh, nice soup, yeah. big crackers. Yeah, I'm in there. I've enjoyed some nice chicken noodle soup from the sports book uh, this week. I was under the weather, so I've decided to get the soup. Good, good yeah. move, actually. It's, it's working. Good. Yeah, they give you a it's ton working. of crackers too. They give you like four bags of crackers uh, with a book. That's my type of guy. So chins out on the crackers. Let's just say that uh, Ian Cameron trips to the burnt tongue in Hamilton in the fall and winter season. Over under probably eight and a half. It's probably a fair number. Wow. Yeah, you do go drink a lot, Babano. I'm envious. <laughs> yeah, Babano. That's a soup place, Cam. Uh, yep. so, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sound like a bar. Well, you go yeah. to the soup place like eight and a half times, like that much? You were So you denied loving soup. Now you just admit that you go to a soup place like nine times a year. You're, That's you're a, a lot. fiend. That's a lot, Babano. I like soup. Quality recipes, quality ingredients, fresh Piping you want to get another plug in? Me can No one knew what you were talking about. Say, get it clear. What's the plug for the soup place? What's it called? I know. I got to start demanding royalties for giving them all kinds of free. What's pot. it called? The burnt tongue. tongue. The burnt. The oh, burnt, the burnt tongue. tongge. Like it burns your tongue. Exactly. So good. Oh, yeah, it burns. Wow. You're so hot. It burns your tongue. Yep. I hate burning my tongue, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that either. You know, like when you get pizza and you know, like the tomato oh, sauce yeah. is burning underneath. And you know, but you yeah. it's you want that bite. You're like, I know it's going to burn, but I'm going to do it anyway. So it's like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I do it all the time. I got so much loose skin in my mouth. I, I attack hot food. I can't wait. Yeah, I got I'm, a I'm weird a for punishment. I got a weird little lump thing inside my cheek that I'm not too pleased with. But yeah. they're called anchors. Yeah, it is. Anchors. Yeah, it is what it is. So before we get back to the NFL here, it's going to bring this up. I thought of a battle in the soup fest and you can um, Greg Sussman told me he's going to the uh, MLB Food Fest tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so basically, yeah, I- MLB Food Fest, it's in three cities, London, New York, and Los Angeles, the cool cities, uh, a.k.a. Um, just kidding, for those of you. Uh, it's like, but it's not coming to Dundas. Um, you got your soup fest, but MLB Food Fest. 
I like how the Food Fest is brought to you by Budweiser. <laughs> Come to yeah, the Food Fest, sure. but get hammered on Budweiser. But... Um, all kidding aside, though, guys. So you had a Food Fest. I guess it's a pretty popular thing. It's like near Times Square. It's sold out. I'm looking right now. Yep. It's actually sold out uh, right now. And what it is, is it's one item. What is Food Fest? MLB Food Fest presented by Budweiser is a one-of-a-kind event that gives fans the opportunity to taste special menu items from all 30 major league ballparks. That's right. Yep. Everything from the D-backs churro dog, the Mariners toasted grasshoppers, don't knock it till you tried it, to the famous Red Sox hot lobster roll, and much more under the same roof for one weekend only. So they have like one item from each team. And uh, they have, you know, there's like uh, interactive games and whatever. It's like a little fan fest. But so I looked. It's not. It's it's not free to get in. It's sold out. It's actually sold out. And tickets are going for fifty dollars on StubHub right now for the early session. And if you want to go a little later in the day, sixty four dollars just to get into uh, Food Fest Camp. I was watching the Cardinals game. We'll get to football, Gabe. It must be huge. Because they were talking about it throughout the whole broadcast. Oh, that they oh, were repping it. Yeah, what they were sending oh, yeah, to Food they, Fest, they, right? Yeah, we're going to Food oh, Fest. They, were yeah. like, they had they had fonts, logos, MLB Food <laughs> Fest. Like, they were right into it. I was watching the Cardinals game. I was just plowing. I'm ah, These guys are making me hungry. No, it sounds amazing. I really love it. Oh, the they have the menu, actually. Let me just say, I can't be, I'm not shocked that the attendance is going to be great because I know what the soup fest in Hamilton is. The <laughs> place has been blowing up with people. Always you know, people, the soup people fest. love this, these kind of events. Oh, yeah. People love food festivals, wine right. festivals, beer festivals. Right. They love it. You're right. Hey, You're correct. Right. Um, I like this, the Atlanta Braves. This sounds good. The Dagwood grilled cheese, smoked ham, oven roasted turkey, bacon, provolone, American cheese, sourdough, bread, and mayonnaise. Oh, that is awesome. That has got everything I love in one sandwich. I like this, though, yeah, too. A- the Miami Marlins. Chicken and bubble waffle. Chicken tenders, maple aioli, yeah. and a bubble waffle. I don't know what a bubble waffle is, but it sounds good. Chicken and waffles is huge. I've been doing. We've been doing that stuff for years. I didn't know it was going to catch on so quick. I know they've been doing it in the South. but Yeah, it's a little weird, you know, though, eating fried waffles. chicken for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, I've done it before. It's it's, it's if not people bad. Are wondering, like, syrup, I used to wonder. Like- I was like, "What is chicken and waffle? Is it really?" And, yeah. I, and I got it a few times. First time, it really is. It's a waffle with it fried chicken well. on top. But man, when you put that maple syrup on that chicken it, it, and the exactly. waffle, damn, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Some things are just meant to be. Yeah, I know. that's good. First I never thought like, of it. Yeah. It's like it's taking good. KFC, putting on a waffle, and pouring maple syrup. It really does work. It does work. Maybe I'll try that, Gabe. Yeah, it, yeah I just gave you an idea. You know what? You <laughs> can do it. Hit the kernel I got to do it. You're right. Buy some Eggos. <laughs> just get some Eggos yeah. at home. Put some KFC. Put a big piece of KFC and pour like a boatload of syrup. I'm going to try that. <laughs> we should do it on the air. We'll both do it at the same time. Oh, I- I would love to do it. Yes. Yeah, we'll do it. That Let's do it next week. We'll get it back to it tonight. We can go on. We'll do Seriously. this after, after uh, Bobano gets back to uh, boozing it up. Uh, poor guy's alcohol yeah. blood levels uh, sinking right now. We better get him out of here yeah, soon. Yeah, it is. I know. Good point. I'll hit the game. So, NFL, the game. shaking. One of these guys going to wrap it up, man. My beer is waiting. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you well, got no, I'm, 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 I'm throwing some back. Yeah, I figured you I got a beer in your hand now. Again. It's all good. Exactly. So, uh, NFL, what do you like, Babano? 
I like the New York. No, not the Jets. I like the football Giants. The football Giants. Uh, plus the points yeah, uh, against too. Tampa Bay. Look, everyone's going to overreact. 0-2, team stinks and all that. I get it. I watched those two Giants games. They moved the football in both of those games against Dallas and against Buffalo. They moved the ball. Eli Manning made critical mistakes at bad times, bad interceptions, take a sack to knock you out of field goal range, take a sack to knock you out of maybe scoring a touchdown. I'm not saying it's insane to think Daniel Jones in his first start might have a better chance to avoid those mistakes than Eli Manning, but I truly believe that. You know, he's a little bit more fleet of foot. They are going to get Sterling Shepard back at receiver. Yeah, more than a little bit. He did have a good preseason, and, you know, who the heck are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be trusted laying a touchdown? Like, I I was on them last week. I know they look good. Winston played better. Defense surprisingly played good with Bowles as the D.C. so far. I'm going to need to see it that I can trust the Bucs to lay a touchdown right now. And I think the Giants get a spark from Jones. Give me New York. Giants plus uh, six, six and a half right now. Yeah, I like the pick. I like the over yeah. in that game. One thing, it's not Eli's fault. Uh, Daniel Jones is great, guys. I'm telling you, he's the real deal. This kid's going to be the real deal. Uh, he's yeah, gonna, the Giants going to be in the playoffs in a couple of years with this kid. But Shermer's an yeah. idiot as a coach. But. It's not Eli Manning's fault that they gave up 329 passing yards a game. It's not right. Eli Manning's fault that DeAndre Baker is struggling mightily, the first-round pick, the DB out of Georgia. He's got the – you know what quarterback rating uh, is of quarterbacks when they throw at DeAndre Baker? 153. It's perfect. They have a perfect <laughs> quarterback rating when picking on the kid, and they know it. Everyone's aware of it. He's been graded as the worst starting cornerback in the league by Pro Football Focus, and people are picking on him. They're going to have Janoris Jenkins. Jenkins does like the deep stuff. Jenkins of the Giants is going to be on uh, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin is going to murder this kid. This is the problem. I like the, I'm with you, Bano. I think Daniel Jones could put points up on the board. I think the Giants can score. They get Sterling Shepard back this week as well. But conversely, on the other side, they're going to have a hard time stopping Jameis. But like you said, you can't trust the Bucks laying points and I'm not even kidding when I say this. I don't know if Jameis Winston's ever covered two games in a row. I don't think he has because I remember talking about this in the past. Like, literally, if he has, he might have covered once two games in a row, Cam. Like, Jameis does not string yeah. this stuff together very often. You're right. Now, he, he might, might win. Picks. And another thing, it's going to be like a home game for the Giants, guys. It's nothing but Quebecers and New Yorkers in the state of Florida. Nobody even likes the Bucks anymore. It won't be like a daunting road game for the Giants here. It'll be a ton of New Yorkers and Florida guys. If you believe that the Bucks and the Chargers have any sort of home field edge in the NFL, uh, you're not thinking clearly as far as I'm concerned. Uh, those are the two weakest home fields by far. All right, but, but you know what, though? The Chargers are actually like 14-3 and three at that stadium. They don't cover, but it's not a detriment as far as wins, but I hear where you're going with it. All right, anything else for Banner? we got about two minutes uh, here. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, I, I like the Pittsburgh-San Francisco game. You talk about overs. Uh, I like that game over the total now that it's 43-43 and a half. I, I believe in Mason Rudolph being a hell of a lot better than many people think, even though it's his first road start here against the Niners. Uh, I think there's a galvanizing factor. The team rallies around uh, Rudolph in this start. And I know Pittsburgh brought in Minka Fitzpatrick, traded for him, gave up way too much, in my opinion, to get him, but they got him. He's going to help, but first game, uh, and I don't, I don't trust Mike Tomlin's coaching staff defensively to come up with answers for 
a Kyle Shanahan offense. He schemed the hell out of his. He schemed the hell out of his two opponents so far. Like he, Zach Taylor. You know, you know, talk about the, the hockey dangle goal where the goalie, you know, has his jock strap, he deeks out of his jock strap. That's what Zach Taylor was against Shanahan last week uh, in the San Fran Cincinnati game. It was a complete mismatch coaching wise, and I don't think Pittsburgh's going to have the answers to shut down Jimmy G and the 49er offense with their defense against Shanahan scheming. Give me the over, 43 and a half. It's been bet down under all week. I get it. No Staley on the 49er line. I get it. Rudolph now at quarterback for Pittsburgh. But we got more value in the number now because of it. Give me the over. Bob Pano. Pano. All right, we got about uh, 30 seconds or so. Uh, Browns and Rams, Sunday Night Football. Babano, any opinion? And we got the Ravens-Chiefs game, too. Eddie, you like any of those big games? I don't love the Rams, but I probably like them enough to bet them here at minus three. I mean, could Cleveland be any less impressive than they were even against? I know it's going to look beautiful, the final score against the Jets, but I didn't think they played all that great. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's making mistakes, overthrowing guys. The Jets had no offense, whole line. The quarterback's dwindling left and right down a loop clock at the end of that game. Cleveland's going to have to show me they can step up, beat a good foe. I could only look Rams minus three in that game. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano. Follow him on Twitter. Enjoy your beers, Bob Bano. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Good luck. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I don't want to get these picks. Keep it came out for them pesos. Y'all gonna wanna get these picks. You better pick what they say so. Yeah. I see uh, breaking news. Rashad Evans has been granted his release for the UFC. Granted his release. The guy's like 90 years old. Hasn't fought in three years. That's not even a story. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're talking. Granted his release. Like, what? It's like, release? yeah, he wants to release. Where is he? Yeah, like... <laughs> In preparation for his likely return uh, to the sport. Yeah, likely return. Oh, God. Bellator will sign anybody, I don't know what the hell. Um, they will. Other news. What do we got uh, going on uh, here? A couple of football injuries, actually. Uh, Rashad Penny. That's what I want to get to. Uh, Pete Carroll just announced uh, that Rashad Penny just hurt his hamstring in practice and is now questionable to play on Sunday. I see that uh, Greg Olson is now questionable, uh, could likely be out. Uh, Greg Olson, considered questionable now. Damian actually. Williams. Damian Williams, yeah. Damian Williams. Pinning up in the air all week, actually, yeah. but So yeah, Rashad okay. Penny's fresh, though, just happened. But listen, Chris Carson's yeah. kind of living up to the hype. He's had a good fantasy year so far, Cam. Sure, has. Chris Carson's an underrated guy, and they give him a lot of touches. They fall in love with him as more of the bruising back. But, hey, Gabe. For the touches that Penny's had, he's broken a couple. He's starting to look like that uh, first-round pick. It's He's getting more acclimated to the offense right now. It's a nice little one-two punch. I hope he's going to be okay because he's been a lot better this year. All right, so we were talking. Uh, we'll get to the NFL picks uh, in the second hour. We'll also talk about this uh, MLB Food Fest. Uh, Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. So you're wondering, like, I was thinking, all right, what did the Jays send? What, you know, because it was lame. You know McDonald's, they had a thing, international food. Yeah. So basically here, like they had, all right, they had something from, you know, Australia McDonald's or the Netherlands McDonald's. And Canada, 
And dude, it was a chicken parmesan sandwich. And that's, got, that's not Canadian. I know. Like, that's not famous in Canada. Like, people don't. It's not known. Should be all. a back bacon, back bacon burger. Should have been a poutine. Cheese. Or a poutine. With a boot With a poutine. Agreed. The Toronto Blue Jays are representing. They have Jane Doe chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. Edible chocolate chip cookie dough. I hope it's edible. It's a food fest. Game time decisions. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you very much. I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. Get on the grid, everybody. The Antonio Brown experiment, New England over before it started. Just one game, and the Patriots have uh, sent him packing. New England just releasing the receiver uh, days after signing him. Bill Belichick said earlier the team was looking into the allegations against Brown. They might have found something or simply thinking he's more trouble than he's worth with the constant drama around the team. Brown was due a $5 million signing bonus on Monday. It's unclear if they're going to attempt to either not pay him or try to recoup some of that money, citing a behavioral clause in the contract that could void his guarantees. He signed that one-year deal up to $15 million September 10th. AB was hit with a lawsuit September 10th, one day after signing that deal that accused him of raping his former personal trainer and then more allegations. And on Thursday, a woman told Sports Illustrated that Brown was sending her intimidating text messages early in the week. SI published a story which she alleges Brown made an unwanted sexual advance toward her in 2017 when she was contracted to paint a mural in his home. He had four catches for 56 yards and a touchdown in his only game with the Patriots. And just this just did too. His agent Drew Rosenhaus has spoken up, saying uh, Antonio Brown wants to catch on with another team. We'll see how that goes. We thought uh, this, but uh, confirmed by Coach Ron Rivera today. Cam Newton out for this week's game versus the Arizona Cardinals. The 30-year-old Newton beat down. He hasn't healed from that midfoot sprain he suffered in the preseason. He reaggravated in the Thursday nighter versus Tampa Bay a week ago. Kyle Allen, the 23-year-old, gets the start. He had a pretty good game against New Orleans in Week 17 last year throwing for two touchdowns. Jalen Ramsey he appears content on leaving Jacksonville, but ownership may entice him to try to stick around. Jags owner Shad Khan uh, would be willing to pay, make Ramsey the highest paid corner in the NFL as soon as possible. This according to the NFL's Ian Rappaport. Ramsey said earlier he would ask for a quote-unquote ungodly amount of money if he's going to re-sign with the club. Jacksonville reportedly still has an asking price of two first-round picks if they're going to deal him to any other team. The KC Chiefs favored on the betting board to land Ramsey. They sit at five to two. New England in the two hole five to one, and Oakland six to one. Ramsey said he wouldn't mind going there when they moved to Vegas. KC head coach Andy Reid has ruled out running back Damian Williams and left tackle Eric Fisher for this Sunday's game against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Williams hurt his knee last week against the Raiders. While Fisher needs to undergo core muscle surgery. Reed also added LaShawn McCoy looked great in practice today. Gabe just broke this one. Rashad uh, Penny, Seattle running back, injured in practice. He could be doubtful versus the Saints this week with a ligament problem. MLB live action on the go. And it's a big series right now we got going on between the Cubs and Cardinals. Hated rivalries. And right now the Cubs are trailing the Cardinals. Cardinals up 2-1. to one bottom of the ninth inning. Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman will not pitch another MLB game in either the 2019 regular season or postseason. He was placed on the leave 
under the MLB slash MLBPA domestic violence policy. He is currently under investigation for allegedly slapping his girlfriend. NBA news. This is good news. The Board of Governors have voted to approve stricter measures to combat tampering and salary circumvention beginning as early as next week. This from Commissioner Adam Silver. The vote was unanimous, opening up the door for stricter punishment for violators, including suspending executives, forfeiting draft picks, and voiding contracts, according to Wolters from ESPN. There will be random audits and increasing the max fine going from $5 million to $10 million if a team is found tampering. Three-pack of college football tonight. We get things going at 8 o'clock. FIU and Louisiana Tech. We got the Bulldogs minus seven, 51 and a half. We got a pair at nine o'clock. Number 10, Utah minus three and a half at USC. Total 52 and a half should be a great one there in Air Force. Uh, they're at number 20, Boise State Broncos minus seven and a half, 54 and a half. Double header in the CFL tonight. First up, seven o'clock, Calgary and Toronto. Stamps minus seven, 52 and a half the total. Be- Begleton and Singleton, two big parts of Calgary at offense and defense. Out 9.30 start. We got Hamilton and Edmonton. Logan Kilgore, he gets the start for Trevor Harris. He's quarterback in Edmonton tonight. Ticats minus two and a half, 45. European Tour Golf, uh, we got John Rahm and Danny Willett. They, they're tied for the lead after 36 holes, minus 11. PGA Tour, Ben on. This guy's been close before. He's in the guys, the clubhouse lead right now at minus 12. NCAA preparing to issue Kansas a note of, of allegations regarding multiple multiple major violations from their men's basketball program. This just in and sources telling the KC star a school has 90 days to respond to the charges. NHL Dan Girardi. He's retired after 13 season, 14 games in the MLB tonight. Lots of action right there. Gabe and I will talk about a couple games that we like, but we got college football on the board and CFL on the board as well. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency hosts hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio. He's live from the studio today. We'll talk college, NFL, baseball, and a whole lot more. Thanks, Babano, for stopping by. It's Red Heat and Rage, Hour 2 on SportsGrid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Level 2. Friday. Freak Show Edition, Game Time Decisions. I'm Marenzi. Studio 34. We'll be back over at the Duel and uh, the Sports Grid Studios at the Meadowlands on Saturday afternoon for some college football uh, talk. And then, of course, on Sunday, uh, week three of the National Football League, we'll blast through uh, some National Football League uh, picks. We'll be with you tonight in-game live uh, as well, monitoring uh, the College of Football and uh, Major League uh, Baseball. The Yankees uh, clinched uh, last night. And uh, celebrated uh, last night. Normally, it's a, a fade, uh, pretty much an automatic uh, fade. Anytime a team clinches anything and they pop the champagne, but it's the Toronto Blue Jays uh, this evening in uh, the Bronx. Uh, we got three games on the College of Football card uh, here tonight, including a pretty uh, couple of interesting uh, games, uh, actually, uh, this evening. The Air Force-Boise State game uh, will be a tough uh, football game. And I think uh, Air Force can give Boise all that they can handle. Um, the Flyboys have had success uh, going into Boise before. Air Force, this is a good Air Force team. Uh, they dealt with a, uh, you know, people always talk, but Bano brought it up, but it's true. You know, one of the weaknesses of the military academies is they're tough. They're well coached. Yeah. They're disciplined. But skill position's Absolutely. a problem. 
right? Yes, like they sort yes, of do it yes. by teamwork and willpower, but it's a teamwork and willpower is not going to help some kid cover a stud wide receiver, right? You know, when you get right. into the one on one stuff, but I tell you, Colorado have one of the best wide receivers in college football, and Colorado can throw the football around, and Air Force dealt with it. Yeah, they, they played good enough defense, and when Air Force have the ball, man, they wear you out, guys. It's a bitch. They don't stop. It's the triple option. It just keeps coming at you and coming at you. And they have, you know, fresh guys coming off the bench all the time. They're military kids. They're in better shape than you are, right? These kids wake up at like four in the morning, man. Like they're hardcore, these dudes. And it's tough to deal with for an average college football player. You know, Boise are used to it because they played them all the time, but... I'm yeah. going gonna to pull the trigger. I'm going to take the Air Force. I'm taking Air Force plus Me the too. points. And um, we'll get into the USC game, which should be an interesting one as well tonight. Yeah, Gabe, it's interesting. Only four or five teams in college football run it, and they're all military schools. Air Force, triple option. Army run the same thing. Air Force, I think, threw, what do they throw? Two passes in their game versus Colorado? Like, that's the thing. It's crazy. And, and Navy, all of them. So what does that tell you? That's the way they like to do it. You, you brought it up. It's strength. It's grinding you down. It's beating you in the trenches. And I think they can hang around. I know the blue turf of Boise is a tough place to play, but we're getting a full touchdown. I'm on the Air Force Falcons with you, buddy. The problem is with a team like Air Force is that they fall behind and they get down, you know, 14, 21, yep. nothing. It's like the Tennessee Titans last night. They're screwed. Yep. All right, game time decision continues. We'll jump into the NFL. Check back with that uh, food fest as well. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. This earpiece is driving me freaking crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dump it soon here. I can't yeah, deal Blue with it. Dumped it the other night too. He did, huh? Well, the thing is with them, right? Like, you gotta have the extra battery packs near you if it. And and they don't. The problem is the earpiece takes up so much battery power, Gabe. In the middle of the show, you're doing shows. It's gonna kick out. Then you gotta put it. Like, there's a lot of things that you don't want to be dealing with while you're doing it. It's not loud enough. This don't one. look. It's, there was two and of that's them. Another the, thing. There was another one, but they too. they switched it on me. There was another one, and another thing yeah. is, is there's too many people that use the same one cam. Yeah, and I didn't yeah, have a exactly. problem like, like the somebody like the it won't pull all the way. Like it sticks out, it's loose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no way. Like I pulled it down. Like the only freaking way to do this would be to do like a model's breast. I gotta tape it to my back type thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just too annoying. Like, I'm not doing this all night. And I don't care. Like, they can call us. Oh, I don't like the earpiece. Whatever, guys. Buy multiple earpieces instead of making everyone use the same damn one. You know what I mean? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all, guys. Right? You got a fat guy. He's stretching it. Like, the cord's been stretched. It's not. Look, yeah. I, I don't know what happened to the other one, actually. There was two of them here. This one's not as good. It's lighter, but I can't hear anything. And it's starting to piss me off, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Remember at the old place, they had, didn't they have, they had like 15 packs, your name, my name, whatever, you know what I mean? So you don't put, yeah, you we all have custom ones, exactly. Stuff. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to put uh, another guy's earwax in your ear too. But anyway, that's a story for another day. I know 
the headset, you know, it's co- cosmetically. No one it does. It's the best though. And I'll tell you something, man, the way you sweat and stuff like that, and it still delivers time after time with those sweaty ears and stuff. Good product. Good, good product. Durable. Well, now I can actually hear you. Yeah, there we go. Doesn't sound hey. like a little 10 uh, a.m. Uh, transistor in my ear. Hello. Exactly. Hey, everybody. God. <laughs> now I look like Princess Leah, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Hey, it's okay. My, my head's so big, I can barely fit mine on. But, hey, you got to get used to it, buddy. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I got to get one of those, like, little white things that people look like earrings. They stick in the ear there. Huh. The iPad, uh, iPhone things. You ever seen those little earpieces? Oh, those, those buds? Yeah, yeah, I don't trust buds. them. I don't think they're going to work. Sorry. What do you mean? They must work. Everyone's They'll run out of them. life. Everyone's wearing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. What, what, for tunes? They're not doing eight hours of radio a day. No, no, no. That's right? that's that's the thing. That's 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 a very good point. Yeah, yeah, it's great for a couple tunes, but we'll see. Anyway, all right. So you so. want to talk NFL? Yeah, sure. I was going to bring Game up the uh, the beer can chicken sandwich that they have in Chicago. Oh, I, oh, I keep grilled talking. We grilled can beer yeah. can chicken, bacon, tomato, lettuce, Dijon, and a brioche bun. Actually, sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah, brioche. Oh, it's delicious. Everything I, you name there. I dropped it. You no, know, it's D Dijonese. Dijonese. Yeah, Dijonese. Yeah, it's like mayonnaise and Dijon mustard mix. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> Trust me. Have you just seen that stuff now? They're, uh, they're mixing everything now. Yeah, like they're, of course. It's the new thing, condiments, right? Hey, let's take this condiment, that condiment, make it together, together, right? So you're like s- mayonnaise, a thousand. Yeah, you get Big Mac sauce and stuff. Like, you yeah, like it's the cool. Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so the Reds, yeah. uh, they're Chili? representing, they got steak. It's the Bologi beef egg roll. Steak, carrots, yeah. onions, rice, cilantro, scallions. Yeah, pass. Geo Chuang. I don't even know what that is. Geo Chuang yeah. sauce. What is this? Sounds like Seattle, not Cincinnati. Hoisin, yeah, I agree. Roll, sweet chili. The the Skyline chili. Come on. What's Skyline chili? I want chili with cheese, man. Come on, Cincinnati. You don't like, go out on Pittsburgh, like that. keep it simple. Hate- Pulled pork pierogi. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled pork pierogi. Sure. Pulled pork pierogi hoagie. Pulled pork, barbecue up, sauce, potato and cheese pierogies, crispy onions, and a hoagie bun. Yes. In. I like that. I hate cilantro. Gabe, you know me. I like everything. I know I'm not a big cilantro guy. I think that stuff's, uh, I hate it. It's gross. This, is, this sounds all right. And I love everything. Cleveland Indians, the fat rooster. Spicy chicken breast. Frank's hot sauce buttermilk. Yes. Yes. Uh, fat rooster spice. Vinegar-based yes. coleslaw, honey mayonnaise, pickles, milk bun, waffle-cut fries. The Fat Rooster. Perfect. I like the Fat Rooster. That one caught my attention. The Fat Rooster. <laughs> the fat Rooster sounds great. Tony Cuban sandwich. That's uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, Houston Astros. Frito pie corn dog. Frito battered hot dog. Queso blanco. Texas chili, pickled jalapenos, and hot dog bun. Wait a minute. Those sound uh, like Southwest condiments. They're moving the team. <laughs> Albuquerque. Yeah, like, remember, have a hot dog, Homer. Yeah, welcome. Jalapenos. <laughs> mm, spicy jalapenos. Texas chili. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. These aren't Midwest. <laughs> These aren't Midwest condiments. These are Southwest condiments. They're moving the team. They are moving the team to Albuquerque. 
Like that really does sound like that too. Like yeah, this is Texas fried <laughs> fried battered hot dog, queso blanco, Texas chili, pickled jalapenos, and a hot dog bun. I like this. So LA who's Angels. going with Sussman? Kung Pao chicken. Sussman? Kung Pao, probably his wife. Oh, nice. Yeah, like normal people. Like, uh, I don't know who's going. Like, I, oh, you take your significant other. Yeah, I, I get it. A good question. <laughs> I don't know. I'd go probably solo. I just, just, wanna, just get. I, 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 I that'd be a thing. I just want to like get like every. Would you try all thirty? So what do you do? Like, I don't know how it works. Yeah, you, they it, give. I don't think they give you a free sample. Samples. I think you got to pay to get in. Like, I don't know how it works. Yeah, you actually. pay to get in. Then you eat, right? Like, I think you probably pay to get in, but you can go carte blanche on the food, I'm thinking. They give you a little sample that's, of that's each a, thing? Yeah. I, I'm hoping more than one sample, too, of that uh, fat rooster. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I need to go to a vodka festival. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a vodka festival in New York. <laughs> Oh, there's yes. That'll end well too. That's the vodka fest. New York Yankees, the shrimp po' boy, Cajun fried chip, iceberg lattice, tomato pickle, Cajun, uh, and uh, hero roll. All right, uh, so let's get into the NFL uh, cam. I actually like the NFL card uh, this week Uh, more. I do too. I like it more than I did last week. Doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I do like it more than I did last week. I've already, you know, well, I'll start off with the Minnesota Vikings. I think you and I disagree on this game. You know, the spread came down to as low as eight the other night. Came down to as low as eight the other night, but um, it's back up to nine, nine and a half. I think it's nine right now. I'll double check. Yeah, it's nine. Nine yeah, so and 43 and a half. I know that Kirk Cousins hasn't played great. I get it. And it's not just his fault. The offensive line hasn't played great, but the Minnesota Vikings own teams from other divisions. And I talk about this on a weekly basis because it's true, but Mike Zimmer's 37-14-2 against the spread, guys. All right, 37-14-2 against the spread against non-division opponents. What happened in week one? They easily beat Atlanta, 28-12. What happened in week two? They lost to Green Bay. They lost to a division team. Week three, they get Oakland. They'll run Oakland out of the building, bro. This is what they do. Mike Zimmer's record with the Minnesota Vikings against non-division teams when playing in Minnesota, Cam, 22-5-1. The Oakland Raiders have played both games so far at home. That Monday nighter where they they look good, they played with energy, and uh, they won, uh, they barely beat the Broncos. And then, uh, well, not barely, and then uh, the game against the Chiefs, where they scored 10 quick points, and then uh, they gave up 28 uh, consecutive points after the fact. I think reality starts to catch up with them as they go on the road, and I think Kirk Cousins finally has a big uh, big day today, a big stat day, and uh, the Vikings roll them. Okay. Yeah, I was originally thinking Raiders. I think I'm just probably going to lay off the game. <laughs> but to your earlier point, when we talked about it yesterday, I feel very confident teasing the Vikings down to two. And then you can find a dance partner with that. Vikings roll them, bro. They're going to roll them. They're going to roll them like Cheech and Chong. All right. More NFL picks on the other side.
Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi. Studio 34 will be back at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. We'll be with you all day Sunday out there as well as um, both the New York uh, Giants and New York Jets are both on the road uh, this week. Uh, it's one of the rare, rare uh, weekends that there's no local uh, football. I think there's only three times that it actually happens all year long, uh, but... It means, uh, number one, it'll be easier for everybody to get in and out of FanDuel on Sunday morning and afternoon. Number two, it means it's going to be freaking crazy uh, this Sunday at uh, FanDuel and the Meadowlands because both weeks there were games going on. And uh, I'm not going to go through it, but it's extremely difficult to get in and out unless you have a parking pass or unless you're a VIP or unless you're going to the football game. Um, so people generally wait until later in the day when the gates open, when people are leaving uh, the football game. This week, no local games. Uh, you'll be able to watch these games uh, on TV, and uh, we look forward to this Tampa Bay and uh, New York uh, Giant uh, football game. Uh, so we're talking NFL right now. We'll get back to our plays uh, for tonight. I'm talking about how I do like the uh, the Minnesota Vikings to roll the Raiders, and generally I'm not a big guy in laying points, uh, but I don't mind doing this in this situation with Zimmer. We talked about uh, Zimmer's success. Uh, Atlanta and Indianapolis, Cam. Uh, Colts now one-point favorites. I see Darius Leonard is now out uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. And, yeah, now the injury's starting to catch up. He's their best defensive player by far. It is a big problem. The total's 47 in this game. I think it's going to be a track meet. I think both teams are going to be pretty successful scoring on each other, to be honest. Yep. I think it's a little low at 47. I guess it's fair. I mean, look, Philadelphia and Atlanta stayed under the number, so it's not like it's an automatic over. But I do think this there'll be points in this game. But generally, I'm going to stay away. I think it's a good teaser. I could, you know, actually, I could live with Atlanta plus eight. You know, it's going to be a close game. So I think this is a good teaser game. Yeah, I originally really, really liked the Colts, but that Leonard news is getting me a little bit scared. I still think the Colts are probably going to win the game by a field goal. I agree with you. I think it's going to be like a twenty. 8-24 type of game, three or four points. It's going to be get over the number. Um, I still trust Brissett. Colt, Colts at home. They should be able to, to do a lot of things. The Falcons, sure, they beat the Eagles. They didn't look great in that game, though. I'm just, I'm not sold on this team, uh, especially going on the road game. We talked about home road dichotomies. The Atlanta Falcons are one of those teams at home. They're totally different. They always lay eggs on the road. I still lean to the Colts, but I really don't like that Leonard injury at all. But at minus one or 120 money line, yes, I think they'll, I think they'll win the game by three or four. Tight one. I don't disagree. I don't uh, disagree. All right, this next game, this is a game where I'm getting cold feet on, Cam. Um, it's getting cooler yeah. out. Um, so uh, Baltimore Ravens, they were getting seven points. Now it's down to five and a half. This I'm is taking the, KC. Yeah, this is the one where mm-hmm. I was all over Baltimore earlier. Yet... KC are better than Baltimore, and I can see this getting away. Like, I, you know, it's one of these deals. I'm looking forward to this game, and 
I'm going contrarian because I'll tell you guys, and I don't. It's no secret that picks are for free, guys. The Daily Roto betting machine is for free at SportsGrid. If you're not checking it out, you're an idiot. It's I don't have to tell you exactly. So their totals are ridiculous. I know, and their totals oh, on the under you. here. And Arturo even told me like he's the math model uh, major there, and he even told me he's got this game landing at 50. Last year, these two teams played. It was 27-24. They got to 51. I don't know if I'm a sucker buying in here to the over 52, but I think it's going to get there. I think it gets over 52, albeit barely. But I've gotten cold feet on the Ravens game. Uh, Too many people are betting on the Ravens. It's one of these games, and I really want to take them as a dog game. But from uh, down to five and a half now, no. KC's home opener. That's their home opener, too, is it not? Where where, where were they? They were in Jacksonville, and they were in Oakland. Correct. So this is a home opener for Mahomes. Uh, I really it's think less than sorry, a touchdown. I it's like one score. I no. like I think the Chiefs can win this game. Probably Gabe like twenty. Uh, what am I thinking? Like thirty-one to twenty. I think they yeah, cover right. the number. Yeah, right thirty-one right. twenty. That's the number that pop. Yeah, fifty. That's on your fifty-one. I just kind of. That's the number that popped in. I think they will. They will cover the spread. Baltimore's an enticing dog. Don't get me wrong, but I just think KC at under six now. I got to pull the trigger. They're a better team. Even with the injuries, ever somebody else will step up. Mahomes, he could change a game plan. You know what I mean? Hey, running backs hurt. We're just going to do more and more of this. They got so they're so deep. McCoy looked good in practice too. They're not going to lose an inch. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs went to win by eleven. They cover the number. I'm going to bet the over. I'm most likely going to stay away, even though I'll end up. You know, it's such a fun game. We'll end up of a piece of it, but you don't have to bet every game. And there's enough games where I like True. angles. So far, the only one that made the list for me as a best bet is the Minnesota Vikings, guys, which leads us into the Cincinnati uh, Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. This is one of the deals where the trends would say, well, you can't really trust the Bills as a six-point favorite. I'll tell you the Bengals are actually 8-2 and two against the spread the last 10 times they've been road dogs. And look, they covered in week one against Seattle uh, on the road. Yep. Buffalo, historically, Buffalo aren't really favorites that often, right? So they don't have a ton of data as far as being a favorite. But the eyeball test tells us, Cam, don't be sort of fooled by Cincinnati's first game against Seattle. The wheels yeah. fell off last week, man, against, um, against San Francisco. And their defense has issues, Cam. Like the Bengals, like statistically, they're getting carved up. They have the second-worst defense in the NFL statistically. The Bills' offense is pretty good, and the Bengals get burnt deep a lot. And I'll tell you, like the, we had Dick Meyer on today. He's stocking Josh Allen with John Brown. I yeah. like it. And he basically stated that the Bengals are in trouble and Josh Allen's going to murder them down the field. They've got problems here. I'm sort of, you know, I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills probably cover, but it didn't make the list of my best bets. Yeah, the more I think about it, too, uh, Cincinnati at plus six looks like an attractive number for dog players. But let's think about this. The Bills are also on the road. They play both of the games in your backyard at the Meadowlands at FanDuel. Now they get home. Rowdy fans, home opener, shit team in the Bengals that, like, are horrible. That defense, Andy Dalton's not like, Man, that, that you're right. Things can go real sideways for Cincinnati. You telling me, Cam? Fumble, fumble, pick. You can't Bills, see the Bills, Bills like making by, Dalton yeah. fumble like on the six yard line of his own six, and it turning into chaos. I think the Bills are going to actually win this good. Game, like game? they're going to circle the wagon. Twenty four. Yeah, yeah twenty four to nine. I was going like, to say thirty four ten. Yeah. So we think the Bengals are going to get ten or under. 
So if the Bills score more than 17, we cover. We both I'm agree, but yeah. it's just it's just sort of by nature, this isn't a spot the Bills are usually in laying six points. True. You know what I mean? True. So it's just, it's not, you know what I mean? They should win. I think they win. But at the same point in time, you know, you, you have to be realistic about this stuff. Um, the over could be in play there at 44 because I think the Bills are going to get into the 30s and beat the crap out of them. All right, this next game, the total last night when I capped this stuff overnight, and I'm paying the price for it, um, total's 44 now. It was 42 and a half. It's actually gone up. Denver Broncos, Green Bay Packers. Denver Broncos, guys, 11 straight games have gone under the number. Nine straight last year, another two this year. They're 2-0 and to the under on the year. They haven't come close to going over in either game. Um, the Green Bay Packers, same thing. Packers played a 10-3 game and a 21-16 game. The Packers' defense is very good, too. They've only given up 19 points in two games. Uh, the Packers are on a 9-3 and under run. This is one of these deals. No need to overthink it, Cam. 11 straight unders for the Denver Broncos. I'm not getting in front of this. Their offense blows. Their defense could be better. They're still not, they don't know Fangio's system really yet, but they're still holding teams to like minimal scoring. Denver's offense isn't good enough to score on Green Bay. Green Bay's got a good defense as well. And yes. I look at the combination of this. This game is going under. Under, baby. And you so, know I'm so- over better, but this game's going under. Yep. I'll tell you one thing. So, so, so far in the first games, I like favorite, favorite, lean favorite. Like all the early games, I leave a lean favorite game. And when we get into the late stuff, I like all dogs. Like it's like weird. Uh, you, you try to make a case for a team like Denver earlier on in the week. You know, we had Gamble on. He was talking about it. I don't know. Green Bay, seven points. The problem with taking Denver is the Green Bay defense has improved so much. They could, and Joe Flacco could be in big trouble in that game. Short fields for the Packers create problems. Is Denver going to take their uh, decent defense on the road at Lambeau and play well? It's a it's a tough game. It's not going to make my board, but Eileen Green Bay. I'm not t- yeah. If I were to bet the total, I'd go under. But I'm more of a sides guy. So uh, yeah, I can see. Packers perfect perfect teasing material. Green Bay oh, will win sure. this game. Like there's a lot of you know what this week is. Take a look at these low numbers. Atlanta Indy one. So if you think it's going to be close, you get Atlanta plus eight, Indy plus six. Same thing. If you don't feel comfortable with Baltimore, 12 and a half looks a lot more attractive. And I can get KC, turn them into a dog from five and a half. Bills, you want to do a six-point teaser just to win the game? Like a lot of these six, seven numbers, game and, and, and ones, it, it could be like a teaser week. The numbers are pretty sharp. And uh, just be smart. You know, you don't have to do it with a total. There's lots of games on the board. I think that's the way I'm going to attack the schedule this week. Two-team teasers. And maybe a couple round robin parlays with some with some money line favorites. You know what I mean? The, take take that type of strategy to this card because the way the numbers are out there, teasers uh, look like a very very nice proposition. Raging redhead, that uh, Cam Stewart uh, with us. I don't know if we can get a shot uh, on the uh, on the glass uh, here um, of of people, but it's funny. I can sort of feel people looking at me all the time, right? Yeah, it's and, a weird feeling, right? Yeah, I so know, it's I like happy it hour. It's happy hour. It's actually very packed here today. So there's people left and right, but I could sort of tell that they weren't moving. That people were like locked yeah. in. And I'm thinking, oh, I think there's a bunch of hot chicks uh, looking in the window over here. I look over. It's like it's a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. They're like little kids, but 
they're jumping up and down every time it goes to me on the TV. Because they're looking at me, and then they look at the other, like, oh, that's him. Like, that's right. I don't, they're kids. Yes. They've never seen someone on TV in the same room. It's freaking them out. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. All right, my account's taking a beating, man. I know over the last couple of days. We built it up. It's come crashing down, but it's still it's still there. Just need some renovations. Pops were good last night. Hey, I wasn't, it wasn't a nightmare. Night. You know, the second half hurt me. Thanks for getting it in, but son of a bitch, Cam. Yeah. I, I had the over 17 and a half. You see, it gets to 16. Titans inside the 10 twice. Come on, bro. I agree. I got screwed. I and, and, hey, Vrabel. You don't need to go for it on fourth down. That was early in the corner. They had momentum. Ridiculous. If you kick a field goal, like, honest to God, I'm watching these guys going, you guys are NFL coaches. Me and my buddies can do a better job. Drunk on the sidelines. Like, you're supposed to know the game. That field goal would have given the team confidence. They get stuffed, and then the body language yeah, right goes, away. you know you're not. Cut. Like, it's so and stupid. And Jacksonville scores right away a field five. goal their own after. And think about it, Gabe. Four, what is it? Four, was it 14 nothing? 14 yeah. 14 3 makes it an 11 point game. Touchdown, two point conversion, other field goal. Get your head out of your ass, Vrabel and staff. That was stupid. I love gambling. And when I'm at the blackjack table, but you know what? Sometimes you can't, you can think outthink yourself and get too aggressive. And that by the fact they didn't make it, it took them out for the rest of the game. Tennessee gets an F last night. Brutal performance. Let me know what's in the account if you can take a look. Uh, I haven't looked at it yet, but I will. But uh, continue. Yes, uh, I will. I, I almost want to. Uh, we're having kind of a good day today. I don't want to guess. I hope things are good. But uh, yeah, I'll give it a, a gander here. Yeah. yeah I'm, prepared. Okay. I'm prepared for the worst. Let's see here. Six something. Seven something. Six something. Uh, it's taken a long time. It's not low. I've been noticing something with these sites too. They're really like I don't know what these turkeys the are doing. Geo stuff, because both of us they're worried. No, they're just yeah. worried about where you are. Like they're they're ultra party. Yeah, yeah, got people yeah, yeah. all over the world betting on these books, cheating the system and stuff. Uh, and another thing is we got we got multiple accounts on it, right? So it's like sometimes it almost feels like I locked out, and then they get in. Like yeah, it's not giving me anything right now. I'll tell you. Don't worry. I'll keep on working on it. I all promise. right. So I'll blast through these games. Yeah, let me know in a second. I'll send you because we got some seven o'clock. I'll get it on the Argos in a minute, but. Um, all right, we're talking about the Bills game. We both agree with the Bills. Uh, I agree. I think the Packers win like 23-10 or something, like 23-7, 28-7. The game will go under. I think the Packers probably win and cover. Like you said, good teaser. All right, this next game, is this one a trap? Taking the stupid Matt Patricia-led Detroit Lions. They're 4-2 and two against the spread their last six road trips. The Philadelphia Eagles don't have anybody to throw the football to. Yeah, they're going to have Aguilar. They've got Zach Ertz. They can't run the football, Philadelphia. They're going to be one-dimensional just throwing the ball, but to a couple of guys. You know, usually I like Stafford in a role of getting points, and always that back door is going to be open. But, you know, part of me knows, like we said, it is part of that's a sentence that never ends well, stating I like the Detroit Lions. What do you make of this one? I do like the Lions plus Interesting. Six. Gabe, since we've been talking, I haven't been back in the site, so it's taken a long time. But I did see before we took the commercial break. That was the game that moved while we were talking. Okay, I'm uh, going to be up here, hopefully. Yes, it went to five. Well, right when we took the, wow. the last break, it went from six to five. So some hard ass smashed number. the Lions. 
Yeah, it's a, yeah, it turns into a crooked number. I don't know what to do this game either. What are you going to do? Do I want to take the Eagles with their injuries? They are at home. Do you trust the Lions? The Lions are still, man, I, I, man, I, I know you beat the Chargers, but that was still a sloppy game, right? That was, and they were at home. Now you got to go on the road in Philadelphia five. I have no, no I, actually, this game is the no opinion game. Philly could, I want to take Detroit at plus five. It, it's not making the list right now, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to call this one one of the toughest games on the board, buddy. I'm going to pass. I don't have to bet every game. All right, we got the Dolphins are getting 22 and a half at the Cowboys. We got the Jets now getting 21. So they were 23. So I guess Antonio Brown actually did move the number after all. Went down two points. Yeah. I don't know if it was AB. It just it was ridiculous at 23. You know, the so-called Sharps were blindly just going to bet this. So for the record, guys, there's been 11 games in NFL history in which there's been a point spread of 21 or more points. The underdog is actually 9-2 against the spread. It's pretty crazy. The underdog is 9-2 against the spread in these spots. And a couple of these spots are like the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Philadelphia, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were 27-point uh, favorites uh, against them. Um, so we talked about Philadelphia, Detroit, uh, Miami and Dallas, New York, New England. I'm passing on both these games. I don't want to mess with the spreads either way. I'm just going to pass. If I yeah, had to, I, I, I would, would take the to- Dolphins and... Man, Le'Veon Bell can get a couple of first downs and chew the clock up. I'm on. I I, I would take both dogs. I yeah, think that's Miami the thing. Could if cover, you got to bet them blindly, take the, the dogs, Jets. You know, and hope for the best. But I don't. We don't have to reach. I wouldn't trust the Cowboys laying twenty two and a half though, guys. This the Cowboys. Oh. The Dolphins are actually the bet here. The Dolphins are the bet. The Cowboys. Jason Garrett runs methodical. It's going to be like the Dolphins would really have to screw up to lose this by this many points. You're getting twenty three points. Yeah, Rosen can uh, hopefully plays a good game. Uh, 22 is too many points. Yeah, I would bet on the Dolphins. It's not my favorite game of the week, but it is too many points. Dallas does like to run a methodical offense, but uh, I I worry about Miami against their D, but I would, yeah, if I had to bet it, I would take the 22 with the fish. Uh, I'm buying in Arizona, Cam, Carolina without Cam Newton. I don't believe in Kyle Allen. Now Greg Golson's most likely going to be out of this football game as well. I think Ron Rivera has lost it. North Turner... You know, his, you know, he can't figure it out with this team either. They do the same thing. The play calling's bad all the time. Maybe a new quarterback provides a shot in the arm. Not that it's with Cam Newton's fault, but I don't think so. I don't think Kyle Allen's that good. They're basically McCaffrey and nothing else. I'm tired of hearing about DJ Moore and Sam Lynn, these guys. They're all just kind of average, Cam. You know I know the Panthers well. It's the end of the line for this team. And Rivera's not yeah. putting them over the top, bro. Like, there's no new kind ideas. They just... You know yeah. what I mean? It's not oh, like I they, they just that. sort of show up and do the same thing over every week. Oh, let's work harder. And it doesn't work, guys. Like, it's done. You went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with this staff. It's not, you're not reinventing the wheel here, guys. You know what, Gabe? I kind of disagree. I think actually Allen will give them a shot in the arm. I know uh, when you look at uh, being undrafted, but I think Cam Newton was actually holding this team back with the injuries and his inaccuracy. From what we've seen of Allen, he had a good touch, two-touchdown game against the Saints. I know it was last year in Week 17, but getting two points, I still don't trust Arizona. Uh, I think Carolina, maybe it will be a shot in the arm for them. I'm not betting the game, but I'm not taking Arizona in this spot. I actually think Carolina can go there and squeak out like a three- or four-point win very close to the number. They're getting points. I kind of lean Panthers, but I totally agree with you. 
Riverboat Ron. It's passed him by. We'll see. We'll see how they play with a backup quarterback this week. But I really think, Alan, it's going to be refreshing for the team to have somebody other than Newton there. Newton couldn't move, right? He was looking bad on fourth and one plays. You know, he's not moving. He's getting hit hard again. They just need a shot in the arm. Maybe this kid uh, provides it. And if you're going to do it against Arizona, their defense sucks. So I give the kid a chance. I have a lean to the Panthers. Not, I'm not going to bet it yet. All right. We've only got about seven minutes left, so we'll have to just sort of blast through these yeah. other games. I'll be sure. back tonight in-game live. And don't forget, we're going to be on Sunday as well with more NFL picks. I'll be on Sunday morning. And then uh, me and Cam and company will be on Sunday afternoon uh, as well. Uh, so I like the Texans getting three and a half now. That's going to be whoever has the ball last wins type of football game. You were talking about a lot of great teaser opportunities, Cam. I like the Houston Texans in a teaser up to plus ten and a half. Uh, put that with the Cleveland Browns up to plus ten and a half. Now, that game is up to yeah. three and a half now as well. The Rams lay three and a half. I know the Browns have been underwhelming in the first two games, guys, but now they'll settle in. It's a Sunday nighter. They're just getting used to being the primetime team and you know and all this type of stuff. They didn't look great on Monday, week. but they dug down deep. They got better as the game went on. If they just give the ball to Chubb, they'll be fine. Mayfield, I think, will be fine. You've got Beckham, even though Aqib Tlaib's going to be on him. It's a fun football game, but I just don't think the Rams should be three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the reason the number has moved to half point, guys, uh, injuries to the Cleveland Browns on the defensive side of the football are starting to add up, and it's a calm theme right now in the NFL. You guys want to run your mouth. you got to stay healthy and stay on the field. Uh, but I like, you know, I like it, but I like the dogs, Cam. Houston Texans plus three-and-a-half. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to be on the Steelers plus six-and-a-half, and in Me fact... Too. I'm going to take the Steelers on the money line, plus 230 as well. I think they they get a win in a desperate situation. Uh, you get the Browns uh, money line, plus 148, plus three and a half. I think we have a lot of live money line dogs on Sunday afternoon and late, like the late games and then the night games. And I like the Giants exactly. to trade points with the Bucks, but I so really like I. the Giants like, and the Bucks to go over the number, too. Starting from uh, the Carolina game, I have a lean to the dog there. I like the Giants. It's plus six and a half. I will be betting it. Houston, probably maybe in a teaser. I haven't talked about that game. I'm a Seahawk fan. That's too many points. Uh, They'll be able to do some stuff with Hill and uh, Bridgewater. They're still a very, very good team. Seattle hasn't been that same team at home. At the 12th man, they had problems with the Bengals. It's actually ironic, Gabe. They're better on the road now recently. They've been good. Remember last year, they go into Detroit, kick their ass. Seattle's kind of changed their colors. They're good at home, but the inflated points, they're not covering the numbers. I really like uh, the Saints. Uh, if Seattle wins, I think it's by three or under. I love Pittsburgh at plus six and a half, exactly like you. So that's dog, dog, dog. I love the Browns. <laughs> I'm with you, plus three and a half. And I'll even have a look at the Washington Redskins. as a four-point home dog on Monday Night Football. I like a lot of favorites early and a lot of dogs late. All right, so is the account loaded up here? Can you tell me what's in it? Uh, yeah, you want to take a guess? Uh, I don't want to play. Let's make a yeah, deal. 597. 613. Four. Four. 642. Four. 714. Under. Uh, six, 692. Under. I used to be good at guessing this stuff. Uh, 674. Yeah, I, I could tell you're mentally like you've done a lot of shows at Rattle. You usually get it on like the second or third. 678.56. Right. Not bad. Not you still great. got money to play with me. Uh, Pick still. your spots. Pick your spots. Yeah, I don't, don't just go on a game. You got to love a game to bet it, man. That's the key. Nah, You'll well, build it back up. Have a good week. No, nah, I'm looking to hit these games tonight. Uh, we got the Argos okay. coming up here. I like in the Argos minutes. tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's I a just, good spot for them, Gabe. Just go 100. Really good Argos. spot. So I keep it. Keep it safe. Just 100. Okay. 
Plus the, they've been playing. Plus the thing is, have you looked at them recently? Yeah, but they're not they, they're winning. Like, they score. They've won two games. They're scoring a bit. That's they, all, they're no, moving I, the I ball. They're moving stuff. the ball at least. They not. They beat Ottawa by like thirty. Ottawa's horrible. I know that, but they've been hanging around they with, good with Montreal. Teams, dude, yeah. they're moving the ball. Yeah, they're playing good, man. Yeah, but they should have beat Montreal. Montreal won on like a last second play. They're like they're playing good football. So right. you want Argos? Yeah, hundred seven. You got it's seven right now. Good, good. Seven and the bet is. In. All right, so that game Done. starts in like Next. eight minutes. All the other stuff, I'll send you a text in a few minutes because the uh, other stuff's yeah, all at exactly. eight and nine and stuff, right? It, I, okay. I two games at nine. All right, so guys, uh, for you tuning in, I'm going to be on the uh, the Toronto Argonauts plus seven points. little CFL action, get the day started uh, here. Then we're going to hop up and in on Air Force plus seven and a half. I'm a little worried, man. Everybody's on Air Force. Like, it concerns me. I know. Me. It's like know. this trendy pick all too. day. I hate that. And his kid quarterback of Boise is pretty good. The kid can throw the ball around. I know he is. Um, but, ah, Cam, we've seen this before. The Fly Boys are tough to deal with, man. And they, they always play these guys tough. I remember, you know how many times I've sweat out having Boise State and I've been yelling, how come you can't beat Air Force? I've learned my lesson. Don't mess with the military teams getting points, guys. I just blindly jump in on this stuff. And then, if you'll notice, I'm going to send you, the, I'll send you the email. I'm going USC Moneyline. Money line, plus 150, really? although, you know, the, the three and a half is tempting. That's a lot of points, three and a half for 50 cents. I would take the spread. I think Utah wins the game in a, in a tight one, but it's your money, buddy. Uh, it's a tough game. It's a very tough game. You can make cases for both sides. Slovis is good, though. The kids looked all right, you know. BYU's a lot better than people thought, too. I, I might take that against Washington this week, getting seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I'll, I'll, I'll take the points. Because you're right. Know. It wouldn't surprise me Tough if Utah goal. won by a field goal late. And Utah finally win in Los Angeles. That's why three points. You know what I mean? <laughs> sort of like last week. You know USC's going to lose a heartbreaker if they lose. That's what they do. All right, all right. Argonauts plus seven. Air Force plus seven and a half. USC plus three and a half. USC, Utah over the number. How can we go wrong? See you at eight. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I missed it. Here's what you missed on In Game Live. We missed this. This is unbelievable. You see, that's why you gotta love college football, man. Matt Fink comes in. The kid's thrown two touchdown passes in seven minutes, bro. And not just like little, oh, yeah, yards after the catch. He just looked like Eli Manning in that Super Bowl. Like, because I rewatched that play. Like, he literally just shook off people, spun out, and threw a touchdown. And now, holy crap. Like, I just got goosebumps, like, watching on on the screen here on a computer. The USC bench is lit. Like, you got dudes walking up, like, teammates coming up to Fink and, like, grabbing him, like, like they're, it's right out of a movie. Like, come on, rawr! Like, it's like they're in one, yeah, no, they're in 100% party mode. Like, you had linemen coming over to him and sort of, like, slapping them and, like, yeah, man, yeah, like, like a star is born type of moment type thing going on here right now. That's what I love about college football. And I, this is one of the reasons, though, Matt, it was funny. People warn me all the time. You know, I, I took a game and they're like, oh, the backup quarterback's playing. And 
I try not to overreact. I understand injuries are important, dude, in college football. But listen, you're a big college football capper. Yeah, it's like oftentimes the next kid up is better. It's not like the pros, right? There's 90 freaking kids on the team. They've got three, four, four, five-star chip quarterbacks. I always tell the story. I'm a Michigan fan. And, you know, the game JT Barrett got hurt, it was against Michigan. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't want to root for kids to get hurt. I was hoping he was okay. But I was like, wow, it's got to help us. The quarterback just got knocked out. Took me about two passes, Matt, to realize Dwayne Haskins is like 100 times better than him. And then Haskins is throwing bullets everywhere. You can't overreact, I think, when capping, when you hear about injuries in college, Matt, because it really is next kid up in this stuff. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, did such great things with North Texas, with uh, the Mason Fine kid there, and North Texas had a really good offense. So I really like Graham Harrell, and clearly he's had some influence on this kid because he looks really polished in the pocket right now. Yeah, he does. And how about, well, you know, look at the offense. They, they promised to go faster, and I thought the total was low here, man, at 53. It was 52, went up to 53 and a half. It bounced around. You know, this up-tempo, USC is playing fast, and they're, they're throwing the football a lot. And his kid, the cornerback, Fink, Matt Fink, uh, right now. I know Matt Fink. He's uh, he's a junior. He's been there for a while. He's always the backup, this kid. So he's finally getting his opportunity, national television. Good for him. And he's lighting it up right now. And I say that because good for me because I've got the USC Trojans. 